welcome to Drop a Word podcast, hosted by Reverend Brenda Murray. This podcast is designed for illumination, application, and transformation. Illumination, you understand what you have heard. Application, you apply to your life what you have heard. And that's where transformation takes place. So open up your heart and let God drop a word. This is Reverend Brenda Murray, and welcome to Drop a Word Podcast. This is our 12th episode, and the title of this episode is The Power of a Woman, A Different Look at Rebecca. A Different Look at Rebecca. I want to read for our foundational verses coming out of Romans 9, 12 through 15, and it reads as following starting at that uh, 12th verse, ninth chapter. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand not of works but of him that called it was said unto her unto rebecca the elder shall serve the younger as it is written jacob have i loved but esau have i hate what shall we say then is there unrighteousness with god god forbid for he says to moses i will have mercy on whom i will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. After reading these verses in Romans, I see Rebecca in a whole different light. We uh, mostly see her as the deceiving wife, the uh, manipulative wife, the scheming wife, the wife that uh, loved one son, Jacob, better than she loved the other son, Esau. So I want to just look at some of the things uh, about Rebecca uh, coming out of, out of Genesis. Uh, her whole, her life really unfolds uh, in Genesis 24, 27. Uh, Rebecca's story starts with Abraham sending his servant, Eleazar, to get a wife for Isaac. Uh, so Alexar goes to the city called Nahor to get Isaac a wife. And Isaac is, at this time is about 40 years old. And uh, Isaac is still uh, grieving the loss of his mother, Sarah, who had died about three years earlier. So upon reaching the city of Nahor and the providential move of the Lord, he finds Rebekah. Abraham's servant explains to Rebekah why he has come. And after conferring with her parents, she agrees to go back with Abraham's servant, Eleazar, and become Isaac's wife. And I like to infer here that when Isaac saw Rebekah, it was love at first sight. And so Rebecca becomes Isaac White. So after being married for about 20 years, Rebecca 
is barren. She has yet to uh, have a child. So her husband, Isaac, prays on her behalf. Rebecca conceived. She become pregnant with twins. So as the story continues, it kind of takes off from here. But there are three things I notice about Rebecca. Three things I notice about Rebecca. And the first thing I notice about Rebecca is that she is proactive. Rebecca is proactive. In other words, she takes the initiative. That's what proactive means. Taking the initiative, doing something without being asked. And so the first time I noticed this is in chapter 24, you know, after giving Eleazar uh, water, she, she took the initiative to also give water to her, to the camels without being asked. Eleazar asked for water. He did not ask for water for his camels, but Rebecca took the initiative and went and drew water for the camels so that they too can drink water. So it is not surprising that as she was far along in her pregnancy and the babies were moving excessively, uh, unusually, not normal, um, she didn't go to her husband to pray on her behalf. Rebecca took the initiative and went to the Lord on her own behalf. And in 25:22 it says, and she said, why is this happening to me? This is what she said to herself. That is why I said that the babies had to have been moving uh, excessively uh, in an unusual manner, not normal, for her to say that, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord, took the initiative. She went to God on her own. And this is what the Lord said to her in that 25th chapter of Genesis and the 23rd verse. The Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb and two people from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. So with this revelation and understanding of what was going on concerning her pregnancy, Rebecca knew before the boys were born what their purpose and their destiny were. Rebecca knew what Jacob purpose was, she knew what Isaac, per, I mean, I'm sorry, she knew what Esau purpose was. Both sons will become a nation. The youngest will be the greatest and the older will serve the youngest. So when the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb, just as God said. The first to come out was red and his body, as the Bible said, his body was like a hairy garment. So they named him Esau because he was red. And after this, his brother came out with his hand grasping Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob, a heel grabber. And the Bible said at this time, as it was 60 years old, when Rebecca gave birth to them. So 
Rebecca was proactive. She was proactive in going to the Father, going to, to, to the Lord to find out what was going on, and God gave her an answer. So the second thing I noticed about Rebecca is that Rebecca is a take-charge person. A take-charge person, that means to accept responsibility for something and have control over it. A lot of times people don't think that, they don't like take charge people. They think that they're domineering, they're controlling, but sometimes it's not all bad. Um, she was a take charge person. So when I looked at that word, uh, what, what was the characteristic of a person that take charge? It means to be commanding, compelling, convincing, dynamic, energetic, forcible, persuasive, strong, aggressive, clear, courageous, intelligent. Rebecca had all of these qualities of a take charge person. Now I wanna say, some say she did this because what she did, we're gonna talk about that later on, but she did this because she favored Jacob over Isaac. And the Bible did say that in Genesis that, that Isaac loved Esau, and Rebecca loved Jacob. But we also see in Romans, God saying the same thing. But I would like to add that another motive for what she did is the revelation and the understanding that God gave her that the oldest will serve the youngest. So Rebecca took charge of the matter. She took complete charge of the situation. So now the boys have grown, Isaac is old, and it's time to bless Esau. Now, when, when Isaac is uh, thinking it's time to bless Esau, Isaac is thinking culturally. Isaac is thinking traditionally. Culturally, that's what we do. The, the, the elder or the oldest person always get the blessing. Culturally, traditionally, that's what we do. But Rebecca is thinking purpose and destiny for Jacob as revealed to her by God. She is thinking purpose and destiny. Jacob as heir to the ancestral lineage is orchestrated by Rebecca. She alone is instrumental in bringing this to pass another a different look at Rebecca. Rebecca alone is instrumental in bringing this to pass. So the third thing uh, I notice about Rebecca is Rebecca not just a take charge person, Rebecca is a risk taker. A risk taker is a person who is willing to do things that involve danger or risk to achieve a goal. Rebecca's goal was to make sure that Jacob inherits the blessing. And she did this by careful manipulation. She made sure that Jacob inherit the blessing. She did this by careful manipulation because she knew what the will was for Jacob. So when it's time to, to bless uh, Isaac, I mean, 
Esau. Sometimes my tongue get tied. But when it came time for Isaac to bless Esau, Rebekah heard him. And as he expected, Esau told Esau to go out to the fields and uh, kill an animal and make his favorite soup come back or his favorite stew come back. And I'm going to bless you. Rebecca heard all of this. So what Rebecca did, Rebecca just sprung right into action. She called Jacob to her and she instructed Jacob as to what to do. So keep in mind when it really came down to uh, receiving the blessing, that wasn't uh, initiated by Jacob. That was initiated by Rebecca. Yes, Rebecca, I mean, um, Jacob did get Esau's birthright, but Esau did not have to give his birthright just because he was hungry. The Bible says that Esau despised his birthright. He said, what good is it for me if I'm, you know, hungry, famished, and going to die? So he gave up his birthright willingly. So she springs into action as, as she heard what uh, Isaac said. And she tells um, Jacob to go get two kids. She, and, and she, Rebecca, made the stew. She made the stew for, for Jacob. And she said, take this to your father. Now, Jacob does do some protesting. He does. He just didn't go 100% along with his mom because he knew it was wrong. So this is what he said. Jacob protested. He said, I am not hairy like my brother. I am a smooth man. If my father find out, I may bring a curse instead of a blessing. Rebecca, the risk taker, replied and said unto him, Upon me be the curse, my son. Only obey my voice. Yes, it could have been discovered. Uh, instead of receiving the blessing, he could have received a cursing if Isaac had found out what was going on. But Rebecca was willing to take this risk. And so we know how Rebecca had him to put the animal hair on his back and on his hands. And when, uh, when Isaac felt him, he felt like it was, uh, at, it was um, Esau. And so with the help of his mother, Jacob receives the blessing. So what is the end result of everything that Rebecca did? Well, when, when uh, Esau discovered what was done, he knew his father was old, and he said, when my father passed, I'm going to get Jacob and kill him. Rebecca found out about that, and Rebecca sent uh, Jacob to his, to his uncle, to Rebecca's brother. And while he was on his way, he had a dream, uh, the angels coming down on the ladder, ascending and descending. And in that dream, God confirms a blessing. This is what God says to Jacob. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So the same promise that God gave to Abraham and to Isaac, he now gives to Jacob and God purpose according to uh, Romans God purpose of election was fulfilled 
It was God that chose Jacob and not Rebecca. Rebecca really was orchestrating the will of God. And there's nowhere in the scripture where I see the Lord rebuke uh, Rebecca, said that what she did was wrong. Rebecca sprung in action and orchestrated the will of God, making, making sure that Jacob received the blessing. So when you read these verses out of Romans, the ninth chapter and the 11th verse, we can see that, that God was in control of the whole situation. And I'm, I want to read this again. It says, but when Rebecca also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election. In other words, God chose Jacob. He chose the youngest instead of the oldest. That the purpose of God according to election might stand not of works, but of him that called. If Isaac had passed a blessing on to Esau, it would have been works. It would have been what man had done. But since God, who can do what he wants to do, when he want to do, how he want to do it, since he is the one that chose Jacob, then it was by election. Therefore, it was not by works. So when he said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger, as it is written, Jacob have I love but Esau have I hate. What shall we say then? If God so chose Jacob instead of Isaac, is there unrighteousness with him? No, God is a righteous God. God forbid, for he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So Rebekah, a different look at Rebekah, Rebecca was orchestrating the will of God. She was arranging, coordinating, devising with some scheming the will of God. She did it by being proactive, by taking charge, and by being a risk taker. And this is Reverend Brenda Murray, your host of Drop a Word Podcast. And I pray this word has been illuminating to you that you're able to apply this word that God is sovereign and God can do what he wants to do. And when you apply this word, transformation takes place.